We are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto tech and gaming bros. That's right, it's Andy, aka producer, by the way, or producer BTW on the Twitterverse. Uh, Daniel? What's up, everybody? It's at D Gutierrez84 on Twitter. Yeah, Daniel and, uh, Gutierrez in real life. Yes, your full IRL. Name. As they, as the children say, your absolute full name. <laughs> uh, I used, to, you know, my original Twitter. I joined the day Twitter came out, and I'm really sad because I, I deleted this my original Twitter. Did account. you have Andy? It and was Andy? it was Andrew Steig, which is my full name. And you don't have that anymore? No. Somebody else has that. There's no, another Andrew Steig there, in the world. You know, I've never checked if someone took the handle, but it, probably nobody did. So the handle. See, somebody still. took Daniel Gutierrez. Like well, right now I said my full name, so they're probably going to take my handle. Take it now. I'm we haven't kidding. broadcasted it. Go, go. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that I'm sad that I. No, I think I delete. Yeah, I totally deleted it. Check and see if it's still available. I wish I still had it. Darn it. Check and see. Now, I mean, I will. I mean, not right now. Whatever. I got so many. Uh, uh, fun fact, though, if you happen to change your Twitter name, like Daniel said, immediately make it again so you own that that property. Mm-hmm. So if because you might have liked I so I used to, you know what my Twitter used to be, Daniel. What is it? This gamer says, and I always thought that was great. Did I did I know you? You when knew you me had, when it was yeah, this gamer says. Yeah, because it was this gamer says. Because I'm like, wait, that sounds really familiar. So okay. what did I do immediately? I made it again when I changed it to producer BTW, so that I still own the rights to this gamer says. Mm-hmm. There's actually a Reddit where you can sell handles and people trade handles sometimes what? for video games, sometimes for money, Bitcoin. I love crypto. it. By the way, I was watching. Um, oh, I was watching a show this week. It was uh, Black Lightning season two. Which, by the way. Okay, so at E3 we interviewed a guy from Black Lightning, and I had seen we did yeah. I had seen a show. I'm forgetting his name. It's uh, Tav Habi or Hab, It's it's not Javier, Shit. but it sounded very similar I to. Gotta that. get that interview up. Uh, it's a nuts interview. That's why we didn't use it. Oh. But he was actually quite a big part of the show in the first couple of episodes. Uh, but that's basically he was just in the first few episodes. But um, anyways, I'm in the middle of season two on Netflix. And of course, the bad guy got paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, they always make the bad guys. It's now. always that. Wait, there was another new show that was doing it. Oh, what was it? Damn it! Uh, a new Netflix show came out, and at the top, they also made the bad. G- they were like made it seem like it was some evil thing. Yeah, the good, the only good one that I saw was Future Man, and that was in the season one and season two. Future Man, uh, well, season two, uh, Ethereum was just the was the currency. And in season one, he sold his only Bitcoin to get like a good gaming system. Yeah. A good, uh, yeah, a good whole setup and stuff. By the way, before we get into all this crypto stuff, did uh-huh. you hear about the the Breaking Bad movie? Yes. I, I just had to talk about it. No, I'm no, sorry. no. Bio, like I, okay, oh I didn't see it live. Did you see Breaking Bad when it was actually out of in, course. on the air? I yeah. did not. See, I didn't have. Oh. I I didn't have the time to do that stuff. But then I resaw it over the course of like two months. The whole series. I love it. Obviously, it's an amazing show. So yeah. I'm excited for this one. I like Aaron Paul. Yeah, and is he in it, Cranston? Uh, he'll probably because he's well, dead. We don't know so if this he's is dead, though. Right? No, he is dead. Oh, he is dead. So I thought it ended where he got shot, but you didn't see him actually die. Remember, true. If you don't see him die, true. I guess that's a famous uh, tactic. I, I know he's in it, but I think maybe he's flashbacks. In it in flashbacks, but not cool. actual. But the whole Jesse Pickman story is great. Like, yeah, I love his story. His story God. was really good and we didn't even see his full story we were focusing oh, really? on on uh on what's his face oh, spoiler alert by the way sure i guess but not really no, but not really. we, we were focusing more on brian cranston's story than we were on pink on pink but he was so he was a part of it Aaron Paul's of story um, obviously but i'm excited for that i guess yes. netflix like hey. and disney plus is about to get all my money because oh, freaking yeah. a she hulk uh miss marvel moon Knight, uh, moon Knight, uh black panther 2 they actually talked about it and officially showed the logo they have lady in the tramp that's my favorite one of my favorite disney movies <laughs> lady in the tramp but sony Dumbo was is like, my favorite my number one but they effed it up so badly this past but time. sony was like yoink yeah i'll take spider-man back thank you yep we're yep. not gonna let you keep that anymore yeah that's gonna be fun so uh we'll talk about it now uh, we, we, we talked about if it you're yesterday. okay with we it, talked right. about it yesterday on our video show okay uh but sony bought insom insomniac now you haven't gotten a chance to say your piece 
on Insomniac uh, and Sony. Uh, on Insomniac and Sony, what what's what is your feelings on that? It's the smartest move ever because, uh, first of all, of course, is Sony evil? It's no Sony <laughs> is not evil in this case. You know, I used to feel that way. Now, when it comes to like PS4 versus Xbox, I've kind of been in the Microsoft camp of late, and I really love what Microsoft's been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I must say, this is not. I'm thinking about Sony as a Spider-Man like overall franchise for them in the video game form it made so much sense right after they cut ties with marvel they're like oh wait and some of the games did such a great job on our game for spider-man we should just buy them and it's the smartest investment ever first of all insomniac games is here in burbank i believe Mm -hmm. uh right where we live in los angeles um and to be honest i think it's a great move for Sony. Why not own the rights to the studio that made the one of the best Spider-Man games that ever existed? Now, when it comes down to blockchain games and situations like this, which is why I'm like wondering about the future because we love the idea of holding and and owning our own assets in a game, which we haven't done quite yet unless you have like a crypto kitty, but I'm, I'm talking about the multi-platform ones like like the ones that that uh that wax and engine are trying to go through and a, a few other ones are trying to do um what happens in the future if those rights get sold off much like how insomniac is being sold to sony and how sony's having that issue even movie wise with 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 marvel and and disney and all that stuff like how many times i'm gonna have to rebuy assets and stuff like that because uh, yeah it'll still work for the old games but will it work but what do you mean rebuy assets so for example let's say for example uh so sony now owns spider-man from insomniac right yeah they no, they own insomniac studios insomniac studios that make spider-man because they bought they also make other games insomniac yeah yeah but so they bought insomniac now let's say for example uh they decide to sell off the spider-man rights uh, for which they would never do. They obviously. won't. But they, they can. Won't. But let's say they decide to okay. sell off those rights. And I had an in-game. As- I had a few uh, skins that I had bought in-game for me to own. Those skins will still work in the old game, but I can't transfer it off to the new future games because it's another company altogether. It's not. It's just acquisitional, man. But Meaning, my, they're not firing anyone from. Insomnia. No, but my assets wouldn't work. Why? Because it's a new company creating the newer games. You don't know, but that's up to them. That's up to the developer. Like, and that's the thing; it is up to them. It like, is up to them. So and don't forget, it's exclusive to PS4. So only you have to own a Sony platform. No, what to I'm play. talking about is the asset. The asset. Those skins. What? You mean the skins from the game? Yeah, the, the Spider-Man from the game that I own. Right. You think you can't transfer? I wouldn't them to be able new? to transfer to the new game. That's not true. They have to tell you that first. How do you know they're not thinking about that? No, but if that that would be very kind of them, but why would as a business why would you allow that as a business? What you if they make come, more money? Oh, oh, I see your point there. I I just mean like, um, like Fortnite for instance. Your skins that you buy are transferable by seasons. Meaning, a season means they're starting a fresh yeah, skin. Yeah, yeah. But I could still bring and use my skins from formal. But let's say Sony buys Fortnite. I think you're. I th- you see, the problem that I'm, and I'm not saying you're like, you're not like it's you're wrong, but Sony's just like not going to tell, it's like you have to, I, I can't play Spider-Man because I don't own a Sony platform anyway, so it, you're just talking about an overall thing in gaming anyway. It's overall hypothetical, yeah. Like some games do that, but some games say, yeah, you can transfer your skins over to the newest Spider-Man game, That would be very kind. I do, Daniel, to be honest with you, they might. That's why I'm not. Dis- I I don't feel like. Okay, good. I I just wanted your opinion because you've been through it more so than I have. That's my opinion. My opinion is that all Sony did was say, "Hey, oh man, Insomniac, you guys are doing a good job. Would you consider? You know, we want the CEO to stay. We want you guys to create your wonderful games, and we're just going to help fund you guys now. Uh, would you take three billion dollars uh, for us to buy you?" And they're like, "Yes." It's like what happened with Instagram. Yes, Instagram is owned by Facebook, but guess what? The CEO, the guy who created Instagram, runs Instagram. They just own them and funnel money to them. Sure. You know, obviously Facebook probably has a say, but still, if Sony made an announcement and said, "Hey, everybody, we're buying Insomniac game, and as of today, we are uh, letting go all the current employees and bring in a new CEO," but they did not do that. They're just there's just an acquisitional. Which is fine. Which but it I doesn't think mean that they can't do it. We'll come back to this and see what happens yeah. when the new Spider-Man. The, the future comes will out. tell. They're coming out with a new one. They're making. No, a I'm new saying one. the uh, well, blockchain games. The future will tell because we don't even know how that's going to work with blockchain but games. But this, this is a yeah, like you can if you were like comparing. The, it's just something to think about. 
is all I'm getting at. It's just something for you to think about. But the problem is, is that games case. have allowed that. So that's why the, your argument's kind of like... Both, but have they also disallowed it? Have they also? Oh yeah, of course. So but I'm saying it's, it's not like so it hasn't it happened. So it just depends on on the, the it, it's on, the, like like on how said, nice the company will be to you. It's I on guess. the dev. But uh, yeah, the, so that was interesting news. Um, so Daniel, let's get into a couple of topics. We have uh, an interview with Kin coming up. Yes. Uh, so we do want to throw to that. Yes. Uh, we, let's I, quickly. I spoke with Alex Frankel. He's out in Tel Aviv, which he's, which I did not Alex, realize how, yeah. how. Uh, I mean, we've had people on the show tell us that that. Israel's kind of booming with, mm-hmm. with technology, but apparently he specifically says Tel Aviv. <laughs> That's awesome. I know we interviewed uh, another uh, from Orbs. Uh, we interviewed uh, out in, in, in Israel yeah. as well. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And we're going to throw to that later. But we leave block news for our live show, but we're going to do some flash news, Daniel. So what do we got? What, what's, what's up on the crypto world? All we right, so get in the crypto it. world, we'll start off with a simple one, uh, and that is... This whole Libra issue is just kind of like taken off, which I'm now liking. I'm now liking the fact that it's starting this major conversation with governments. Right. Uh, and so somebody in the EU is, pro- or sorry, somebody in the UK is proposing, uh, and his name is Carney, uh, Mark Carney specifically, is proposing that they step away from the dollar. And in all honesty, that's a good idea for countries to do because they're so tied to the dollar that if somebody in our government makes bad mistakes, it affects their country. Mm-hmm. And that's not good for their country. Right. So they want to step away from it and they're considering trying to do a Libra-like kind of digital currency. Um, which was also my thing about Libra a little bit is like, what's and, and same thing with a Ripple. What's to stop Swift? Because Ripple was trying to take over for Swift. But what's to stop Swift? They have the technology, Swift from just switching over to a faster, more kind of blockchain situation. And they're starting to do that. So that just hurts Ripple. Libra, what's to stop other governments from just doing what Libra's doing? It, there's nothing to stop them. And they should. All the governments should probably do something on, on their own. Uh, uh, so they're not tied to a freaking corporation. Well, that's why everyone's kind of scared about Libra in America because uh, Facebook has such a huge uh, population mm-hmm. that it could turn into this like currency uh, that's scary, but I think like it could get to the point where they're gonna have to like figure out how to regulate it. That's what I'm worried about. Uh, and they're having issues. Th- so the rumor is that people are wanting to pull away from Libra that invested in it. That's just a rumor, and I want to say it. Mark Zuckerberg could say, "Oh, you want to leave? Then but leave." But the other half is this: they put in these companies only put in ten mil. Jeez, that's nothing for these corporations. Probably because Zuckerberg wanted as much as possible he to own it. Well, sure, maybe, but like 10 mil is nothing. That and I he, think th- that sounds like more of a political move. It was only 10 mil because he's like, he just wants companies to, to give him like, like oh, we invested. To get involved. It yeah. sounds political to be honest. If it's that low, sure. that's surprising. It's low. Man, that's like an expensive house in like, in like some like yeah. part of California. To own the fucking world <laughs> money? 10 mil, that's all you need? Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson could do that with one Fast and Furious. He was announced the highest paid actor. He was again. exactly. Yep. Uh, I'm shocked Robert Downey isn't like wasn't top. No, that he's list. definitely up there. He's though. up there, but he wasn't top of that list. Which uh, I'm, and I'm shocked Clooney was on top of that list, but because he owns a tequila. Anyways, that's well, something true. else. But one Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie can buy the World Bank, uh, a piece of the World Bank, according to how Facebook was laying it out. And that's insane. Yeah, Rock will be a billionaire in no time. Yeah, I, 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 I'm all for him. He's going to be the billionaire actor. I hope he becomes... He's president. a great guy, man. President The Rock. I only got to see him once in person when I was working at SummerSlam. I didn't get to talk to him, but I watched... I saw... He was... He had... Oh, by the way, I just have to mention this. Vince McMahon had the Giants rock locker room to himself, and The Rock had the Jets locker room to himself. Like that For was, what reason? That was his locker room. Just because? At SummerSlam. Wow. Remember, I told you I worked for yeah, him? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I watched, the best moment was, he just finished the match, and um, he was him versus CM Punk, I believe. And uh, I just watched The Rock in his full jabroni gear. Yes. You know, in, the, in his yeah, tights, yeah. Na- you know, practically naked. Yeah, yeah. And he just had finished, and it was like, really just like, really cool to like see him in that moment he was just like i strutting oh yeah yeah you know the dude is confident i mean he's not that was his character i met his daughter though I met oh, his really? daughter from his first marriage because uh, he just got married actually is she is she enormous <laughs> she was like for a like 11 12 year old she was like 5 10 oh wow she's pretty tall yeah yeah that's real tall nice family oh yeah he seems so like, I, unbelievable i saw the rock only once uh-huh 
for the XFL, the opening day oh, that's of right. the XFL, you LA Extreme. It. Can't wait. And uh, we went because, of course, I love football. And he was, of course, the one to, you know, introduce everything. And they're coming back. But you know who we have? It's not even the LA Extreme. It's the LA something weird. And I'm just like, oh, this sucks. This sucks so bad. Um, but anyways, besides the point, The Rock could own <laughs> a bit of the World Bank. Um, yeah. We just have to keep an eye on it. It's just it's just something that we have to yeah be careful of and just look for the future. All the stuff that we're talking about is all what will happen in the future. And that's a, it's just good to open up the discussion now. Yeah. All right. So that's one flash. That What's is the next one. Flash? Another one uh, that I thought is interesting. I just don't know how the... Um, I'm gonna add like uh, a how the security sound sure. effect. We've been using lasers <laughs> on the on the oh, show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I see We've it. been using our Don't lasers. Don't worry, I've seen the lasers. Uh, I love the lasers. I keep Anyways. them in sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, so they just create, or at least these guys are saying that they have the the very first phone that can mine crypto. Now, you had mentioned that somebody else had made a phone. Extronium? I can't say it right. I, I don't even know what it was called, but somebody else had made a phone. But that's to mine. It wasn't a phone. It was, I thought it was a currency that could be mined on a phone. That was the whole deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, something along those lines. But this one is, uh, it's called the Wings WX Mine Phone. And they're saying that it can, cool name, it can dude. generate up to two Ethereum per month. Oh, yeah? That's not bad. But they're using a hybrid cloud mining system. Okay. Um, and it just, you have to always have it on and it just uses your active data. Uh, and that is either GSM or Wi-Fi. Okay. Which is fine. Um, it, they, you, I, the thing is, I don't know how secure this will be. I don't know. My, I don't know how my, if mining rigs can get hacked. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, the whole mining on the phone thing is new. So I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, maybe it's not new. Maybe I know there's probably been companies and people working on it and trying to figure out that thing. But why do you want to mine on your phone anyway? It's going to die. You know why I want um, to mine on my phone? Because I'm realizing that I'm m- missing out on a lot of freaking opportunities like playing Dota 2 and winning $15 million like this kid OG. Yeah, you, like you <laughs> even have a chance in Dota 2. Hey, you don't know. I do. I could I've, have. I've played Dota 2. I could have practiced the, my whole it's life very, like this 15-year-old so kid. Dota 2 is technically like a really hardcore like version of League of Legends, pretty much. It's like the hardest of hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, leagues, leagues, mm-hmm. league is hard too. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah. Anyways, anyway, I don't want to miss out on another opportunity. Is what I'm trying to get at. So uh-huh. if I can get something that can mine two Ethereum a month, which again I don't think is bad. I think that's pretty decent. Yeah. If it works, then I would actually consider it. Do we have another flash? Yes, we do have one more. Go Why? flash. All right, we have another one. The in Africa and in, in Uganda specifically, okay. they want to use blockchain because they have a very big problem with a lot of illegal, fraudulent medicine, uh-huh. medication. So they want to attach the medication to the blockchain, so that way at least if people buy medicine to help themselves, because that's the whole point. That's the whole reason why they're trying to buy buy this medicine. So hold on, hold on. You're telling me Viagra on the blockchain? Viagra on the blockchain. It's going to be a stiff competition. There you go. There that's you great. Go. Go. Oh, my God. They, you should work for them. <laughs> they need to get into crypto. <laughs> it's been announced. Viagra is now in cryptocurrency. There you go. Done. But but it's 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 a great idea. If it can work, it's that's a phenomenal a idea. idea. It's going to help so many people. Well, pharmacies could use blockchain, I think. And that's there's, practical I, I've use, I've heard right? a little bit that they're going to try to start doing that just so that way. But they already have a – I know CVS has a system in place oh. like that where, where – it can it will it will keep well, track of all of your of all of the medicines that are going into your body to see if there's going to be any harsh interactions. What is the best use case, in my opinion, for crypto is receipts. So there's anything that's a purchase power mm-hmm. should have a block be a receipt on a blockchain. Nobody wants that, right? But <laughs> zero people want. I know because they don't want to be. Oh. They don't want to be tracked. But I, uh, at the very least, <laughs> they don't want to be tracked. Yeah, they don't want to be tracked. That's the whole point of crypto. It's anonymous, though. You can make it is anonymous. It? But well, it's probably not. not. We know it's not. So the point is, the this is this can help, like keeping track of medicine, uh, just making sure of fraud. It helps against fraud. We talked to a, a, a artifact where they want to also help with, like they really want to do augmented reality, but a side byproduct is you can verify that it is a real shoe that is an authentic shoe or sure. authentic piece of clothing because of it's on the blockchain. You can mm-hmm. verify it. Mm-hmm. So this will help people to verify if their medicine is real. And I am all for that. 
cool. I don't know how they're going to do it. Though. I don't they, have a And they're with trying it. to figure it out themselves, but it's a good initiative. And I know it can be done. I don't know what they're going to do. Put QR codes on every pill. Well, that would what be if crazy. But <laughs> you could use it as security purposes so that people aren't getting away with like faking subscri- uh, what prescriptions, prescriptions and stuff. Like maybe it's more of a security th- method too. That's great. Um, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I really like that. Uh, Viagra on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Stiff competition. What would it? <laughs> Valium on the blockchain. Let's Go to it. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> See you in the morning. See, See you in the morning. Ambien on the blockchain. You're just tripping. <laughs> Ambien on the blockchain. You're going to do everything you've wanted to do for the past seven years in That's a night. That's funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that was Flash News. I like the name. Uh, it's like I love. we like comic books and I do like the Flash. I do have one crypto-related gaming thing to talk about before sure, we throw to yeah. Ken. So I went to uh, the local LA Twitch meetup, okay, uh, which is powered by Twitch. Actually, they support these meetups now. What I found out is that Twitch never really touched the community in a meetup sense, okay. And now Twitch is supporting city meetups because and they didn't have to. Th- I mean, they didn't have now to. Now they have to because they're losing business. Well, no, the whole ninja thing, you know. No. Or ni- you just mean in general. Just in general. There's other people out there that are competing. Oh, that, that's true. Companies. But Twitch is still, like, pretty popular. Oh, it's number one. Um, I mean, still. But. My point is, is that, you know, I talked about being a part of Stand Up a Cancer, so I'm going for networking and, you know, mixing in some coin boys there, too. They made everyone go up and introduce themselves, like, in, with a mic in front of the, the group mm-hmm. and I got up there and I said first I said I'm Andy uh, I've been playing video games since, since Atari 2600 I have a podcast called the coin boys we talk crypto tech and whatever but my moral of the story here is when I got off stage we started networking again about three people came up to me and said I really curious about uh, the crypto stuff can you explain that to me and then one person was like my 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 boyfriend uh, is really into trading and he's always on his computer all the time oh, and I'm like I never know what he's doing get him off of it <laughs> right uh, so what I'm trying to say is that I was in a complete gaming environment Daniel and not one question did I get any negative responses from. And that's a gaming community, an organic experience I experienced. So yeah. I just want to tell people that I think it's really interesting how when you describe crypto, everyone's eyes lit up in the room when I said I'm a crypto enthusiast, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. And it was because not everyone comes out and admits it. Mm-hmm. And I was just right with the mic. And I even called out the uh, the guy that leads the Twitch meeting because I met him at Gamesbeat. We had him on the show. Oh. His name is Steven with Stacked Up. Okay. The guy that would send uh, video game consoles to the army. So oh, that yeah, was yeah. another connection to the coin And I was like, you know Steven because you know, you know we're big yeah, crypto yeah, enthusiasts. Yeah. And he's like, he like kind of shook his head. <laughs> I put him on the spot. But awesome. Awesome. I just wanted to say I gave them advice. I said, DM us. Follow us. Here's, I, I actually DM'd our, our coin boys Twitter to a few people. Um, so my point is is that it's really cool to just get some organic positivity from people that don't know crypto. And I kind of want to put this out to our, our, our audio podcast because we, we're, 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 re, we're focusing again on strict on, on more heavier blockchain news, crypto news, all that stuff. I want to ask you guys out there who may also be gamers or, or not, but most likely the gamers themselves, what do you think we should do? Because we, we have an opportunity with our video show to bridge the gap between gamers and crypto. And what is it that you feel we should let them know? What, what, should, we, what should we focus on in terms, of, uh, in terms of like a selling point to these new people coming into the community? So uh, reach out. Let us know what you would say. Um, we have a few ideas we're, we're trying to incorporate, but um, maybe you guys have a great idea out there as well. So we would love to hear from you. Yeah, and don't remember. Uh, I remember. I'm don't remember. I want you to remember. I, please remember. remember. Sa- no, don't listen to him. That's a weird host. I'm like, <laughs> don't remember this. That's really funny. <laughs> well, I've never done that before. Please don't remember this. No, actually, please remember this. So, the audio podcast is the bread and butter of our show. Daniel and I can just pick up mics and we dive right in. It's like water to us. We've been doing yeah. it for two years practically. We're coming up to our anniversary in December, by yeah. the way. Uh, that's a two year mark. Um, but please check out our iTunes. That's our favorite place to see. Uh, ratings and reviews when it comes to our podcast side of things. Yeah. So please check it out and and leave us five stars if you can and leave a review. It really helps. So if you've already been listening to the show, help support us there because we a lot of the analytics for things uh, and going to events, they look at your iTunes and we'd love to go to more events like we did at E3 and yeah, stuff like that. Guys. And of course, hang in there. This show is not over. Daniel, 
We are throwing to a kin interview, right? Yes, Alex Frankel. He's the general manager at kin for the kin ecosystem. And he kind of is explaining why kin is necessary. And what I like is he definitely compares it to Libra and how and how that works and why why they started to do all that stuff. But what I love is that Kin is in a battle right now with the SEC, and we do talk talk about it a little bit within the interview. Um, I got an opportunity to speak with him, and it's just it was really just interesting to hear how this works. And what I love again about Kin is you can use that now. You can play with it now. You can uh, see what it is, see what what's going on, what what people are using it for right now. Um, they have a lot of apps. They have a lot of applications besides Kinets, besides Kick itself. So it's pretty interesting. I um, have been vocal on this show that I, <laughs> I was like a Kick, ma- a Kin maximalist as yes. a joke, as a joke. Um, but uh, we had tried to get them on the show a million times. So uh, Daniel took over for the interview. I wasn't able to make it for this, but I'm I'm sure Daniel did a great job as he always has. He's actually done most of the solo interviews on this show. I've never done a solo interview on the show. Yeah, you haven't. I got well. No, you do. What, what you I? do that are solo are the live ones because I can't make those sometimes because I have my daughter. Wait, the live ones? When you go to an actual oh, event, like an event, you do those yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, those are fun. But yeah, there's a lot of applications, a lot of uh, dApps that you can definitely check out. Again, use it, play with it if you want to. That's up to you. But um, I think it's a good introduction, introductory coin into what is possible with blockchain. What could be possible with blockchain? Yeah, so uh, why don't we dive right into it? I know, thanks for hanging in there. You know, we like to talk and catch up because Daniel and I uh, love doing the audio podcast. So check out Kin, and we'll see you all next week. So Kin is a cryptocurrency that was started by uh, Kik, uh, the messenger app. Uh, Kik had uh, hundreds of millions of active users, um, always at the cutting edge of innovation, the first messaging platform, bot platform, video group chat, um, and there was always the question of how do you monetize 300 uh, million active users? Uh, and it used to be very straightforward. You would uh, turn the users into the product, you would data mine, you would add a feed, you would bring advertisers, and everything would be okay. Uh, but the world has changed, and today the ads business model is working mainly for a few giants. Um, and Kik had to continue innovate uh, and find uh, a different way. And blockchain and crypto, um, like the technology itself, uh, provides a new way to think about uh, business models, uh, especially for uh, a network of different uh, developers and apps. Awesome. So that's, and we'll definitely probably get more in depth. Uh, I definitely want to get more in depth on on Kin and what they have done and will be doing very soon. But I guess. I kind of want to start off with uh, with you really quickly. Um, what mm-hmm. did you do before you joined the Kin the Kin community? What 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 were you working on? So that's interesting, Daniel. By my studies, I uh, graduated uh, in clinical psychology, uh, uh, but then um, started my own startup in social gaming. Um, ran it for uh, like two years. And following that, I did uh, a few very interesting VP product positions, um, being VP product at a messaging platform called Lengo very early on, uh, parallel to Kik and WhatsApp, um, millions of users, iOS, Android kicked in. Uh, and after that, uh, I was VP product for uh, GetTaxi, which is an Uber competitor, again, global company, uh, millions of users, um, building a two-sided marketplace. Did a short time uh, working on social e-commerce at Sears, uh, and then uh, discovered blockchain and crypto, and was VP product for uh, a company called uh, Colu. Um, so Colu um, were very early players in uh, blockchain and crypto. Started the Colu Coins protocol, which eventually uh, became, I believe, Ethereum. I think Vitalik wrote the original white paper for uh, Colu Coins before uh, moving on and. Uh, starting Ethereum. Uh, and after my work at Colo, uh, it was very, very clear that uh, blockchain and cryptocurrencies is a huge disrupt, a huge opportunity uh, to do things differently, especially for uh, social consumer platforms. Um, and I was super, super interested and excited by uh, what Kik were doing, uh, 
launching a team. Um, and this is my background. I've been working on Kim now more than a year and a half, almost two years now. Now I would be um, I'd be doing Andy a failure because so far it's been almost a hundred percent. It's probably like ninety percent of the people who end up in blockchain also have some sort of gaming background. What did you do in in gaming? So uh, my startup was literally building add-ons for uh, social games like. Zynga were building back then uh, for Facebook, Texas Hold'em, and Farmville, and other kinds of games. Ah, okay. Ma- mainly helping players uh, improve, train, um, have more fun. Uh, so that's like uh, the gaming background. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. But definitely back- gaming and crypto is super interesting, and maybe we can dive deeper into that. Oh, that's actually um, one of the specialties that we do here on the on the podcast. In fact, we, we focus it. In fact, we do a video right. show now where we're trying to educate gamers on blockchain <laughs> we're trying to bridge the two gaps as best we can because we've been we've been talking about this for a while now and it's really uh it's amazing it's amazing um that's that's really cool so you were you worked on, in that area so um now you said you started uh you got into blockchain uh who first introduced you into blockchain and what were your first thoughts when you when you were first introduced to to crypto like many other people um I heard about Bitcoin probably five years ago, uh, and then it was super easy to um, to say, "Hey, it's too early. Sounds interesting, but I'm not sure it's going to work out." Um, and then gradually, more and more people um, started to talk about Bitcoin initially. Um, and through Colu, uh, through my work at Colu, uh, I think uh, I got to know um, the ecosystem, the uh, technology, uh, the projects uh, that were starting to emerge. Uh, so it was clear that it's not only Bitcoin. Uh, there are many other uh, strong um, teams, projects, companies, investors uh, that work in that area, obviously, uh, both through the VCs angle. So VCs is starting to invest in that technology, but also uh, like the uh, all tech giants, IBM, Microsoft, uh, everyone having like a blockchain, crypto uh, department department today. The investment is only growing, um, um, trying to um, build the technology, the infrastructure and find uh, product market fit, relevant use cases. And what specifically about crypto made you say, yes, this technology is needed, this technology is what is what we're we're is what we've been asking for. So I think it's a combination of a uh, um, decentralized network that allows direct value exchanges without like a third party taking a huge cut, um, allowing um, security and control to uh, end users. Um, and the opportunity to build new business models where uh, it's not a win-lose type of uh, games or relationships, but um, everyone can work together to build value um, and uh, capture parts of that value together. Uh, so I think that the opportunities are only starting to emerge. Uh, but for me, it was very, very clear that there is something uh, very powerful and very, very interesting. And this is only the beginning. Kick started uh kickstarted this cryptocurrency why did they feel the mm-hmm. need that feel this need that they needed their own blockchain their own crypto versus just adopting another one what did they see that was that was missing within the other with the other ones so then it's a great question i'll zoom out for a second and literally use your story of traveling the world and different currencies and how inefficient it is and in the physical world, uh, there are many gaps, right? Like if you're working in one co- country, you need to send money to a different country. The fees are tremendous. The time it takes, uh, so not efficient, but it works, right? Uh, yeah. The interesting part for me and a big reason uh, for why uh, Kin is needed is uh, the situation with value in the online world is even more broken. Um, like think about it. Uh, we meet on... Uh, Twitter, me and you, and I want to send you some value. 
that's impossible. We go back uh, to a situation where we need to start a chat and I need to ask you, hey, Daniel, which country do you live in? Which bank do you use? What's your branch? What's the account number if I want to send you some? Uh, that's insane. That's insane. I think that if we meet inside of a game, inside of uh, a social platform, there's no way for me to send you value uh, directly without having a very, very uh, difficult process. And this is one side of how uh, broken value is online. Uh, but when you look at it through um, kick size, I think it becomes even more straightforward. Uh, the cost of acquisition and the competition change dramatically. So every new user costs more than what uh, was possible to uh, generate in revenues by selling ads and uh, bombarding users with ads. And it's not only Kik's problem. Like two minutes after King was issued, it was very, very clear that um, it's a problem that many developers have. Snapchat lost half of their value uh, last year. Facebook bought WhatsApp, Instagram, their copying features. You cannot compete anymore on uh, features. Um, and no single developer can reach billions of users on their own. So Snapchat went back to uh, build right, and, and trying to sell those as a way to uh, compete and generate revenues. But the same is true in other amazing products. Let's think about SoundCloud. They sent LetGo uh, let to their entire employee base uh, last year to get another inject of uh, um, money from their VC because they couldn't uh, monetize with ads. Uh, we saw uh, earlier this week or last week Tumblr uh, being sold again uh, for I think less than three million dollars after Yahoo bought them for one billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, a where unicorn. I they almost considered buying it. Continue growing. <laughs> it was yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. Cheap. So that's insane, insane. Yes, hundreds of millions of users used to be a unicorn, couldn't continue growing, couldn't continue uh, building a new business model and kick felt exactly the same, became a unicorn, right? Like hundreds of millions of users, Tencent invested in a $1 billion valuation, uh, but couldn't grow anymore. And this pain is so common to so many other amazing companies. Foursquare had to pivot from uh, the consumer uh, business model, sell location SDKs, because they couldn't uh, find a way to monetize. Uh, and we really believe that blockchain and crypto uh, can change that fundamentally so that all of those developers can work together, create value for the users uh, together. And, and this is a huge, huge revolution. It sounds, it sounds amazing. So basically, are you saying that for businesses to grow after a certain point, once, once a plateau happens, that blockchain is basically their only route or one of their, one of, not the only route, but like one of the more predominant routes right now to go to help a business grow, they would have to make their own blockchain? So value works very, very differently uh, with this technology. Um, and it's not the technology by itself. It's uh, literally a switch in the business model and mindset in how companies uh grow and uh, create value for the users. Um, so Kik used to have Kik points, right, as a, a currency inside of Kik, but it worked only in Kikland and it had no value outside of uh, Kikland. And it was very, very clear that no single uh, currency, no single developer can uh, build uh, a big enough uh, network and uh, uh, enough value uh, for um, their users, creators, developers, and only by working together with a decentralized, distributed uh, network uh, that has real value, real usage, uh, we can generate a new business model. And when you look at the Kin uh, ecosystem today, I, I'm not sure all the listeners are aware, but today, besides Kik, there are more than other like 60 apps that are alive, integrated Kin. So users can use the same cryptocurrency across many different uh, apps and services. So we have Tapatok, we have Perfect365, we have Medlis, we have Swelly, uh, and so many others are joining all the time. And across all the different apps, millions of users, right, that are using the same cryptocurrency. Uh, and when you look at the similarities, it's another uh, very big um, like insight 
most of the content online is created today by users. So uh, GIFs are created by users, videos are created by users, articles on Medium are written by users, answers on uh, Quora are written by users, uh, but value is not flowing uh, between users. Value is captured by uh, very, very few giants. And um, this is the main revolution that uh, decentralized uh, blockchain-based cryptocurrency uh, can bring to the online world. And this is a huge difference between Kin and any other uh, cryptocurrency. The really such the adoption, the network effect, uh, the consumer-grade kind of blockchain. And, and this, this is what's super exciting for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've been hoping for decentralized uh, networks, especially for social social media, which is um, in Kick's wheelhouse. I mean, you connect people, you connect users yeah. to each other. So that is something that we're looking forward to now. But um, but the decentralization is only affecting the transfer of value, right? Not the actual, not the actual application itself. Is that correct? Exactly. So uh, there are like three unique characters characteristics of uh, the Keen uh, ecosystem. One is that uh, the blockchain itself is uh, decentralized and the developers are running the nodes. So Kik is only one of the nodes and then other uh, developers are running nodes as well. And the validation of transactions is not done by mining, uh, it's done uh, by uh, the node uh, partners and those are developers right now. The other important part is uh, how new kin is released to the world. So uh, most of the kin is uh, held by the kin foundation, uh, which is a non-profit and new kin is released to developers, right? So not to miners, but to uh, developers that join the ecosystem to companies like Tapatok, like Medlink, like Swelly, uh, like Perfect365, uh, like Monkey Me that just joined and went live, like uh, game developers uh, that are joining, and we'll talk about games, I'm sure, in a few minutes, yeah. uh, because that's uh, very interesting as well. But Yukin is released to uh, what we call the Kin Reward Engine. Uh, so this is the mining in the Kin uh, blockchain or the Kin ecosystem. Today, Kin is released every week all the developers who integrated Keen based on their uh, contribution to the ecosystem, actual usage inside of their apps. So when users are using Keen inside of uh, Swelly, Swelly is capturing more value uh, and this is super important. And the last part is the use case itself. So Keen allows users to award each other directly for contribution without uh, anyone else taking a cut and in micro values. So if you did something good for me in one app, in one network, I can send you small amounts of kink, small amounts of value directly to you, not to the app, not uh, um, as a subscription or a paywall, but to users that actually contribute value. And, and those three elements are uh, the big revolution here. Excellent. So uh, now let's go ahead and we'll, we'll dive into the applications now, especially because... You, um, you, I've been looking at the list. It's a pretty long list. What are um, for gaming? How does the kin, uh, how does the kin ecosystem affect the games that are on in this ecosystem? What do what are what are we using the kin for? Are we using it to just purchase the uh, purchase things within the game, or or is it more than just that? So, um, gaming is a super critical vertical for the entire industry. When you look at innovation, gaming is. Uh, always there in the uh, like uh, bleeding edge, right? Adopting new technologies, uh, being first all the time. Uh, and we had a, a, a partnership with Unity, uh, oh. the game engine, yeah. uh, very early on after uh, Kim was launched. That's an official partnership now, uh, almost a year. Uh, and we have SDKs and uh, uh, tools for uh, Unity game developers. And those were uh, like the first games integrated Kin, and what we see is that Kin becomes the currency inside of the game. So instead of each game having its own uh, currency, Kin can be used as the currency, and users are able to use the same coin across many different uh, games, and, and this is one thing. The other thing is that um, Kin allows um, games to um, enable user-to-user -user value exchanges. So 
if we're doing something together, competing or cooperating or interacting inside of the of the game, I can award you with kin. You can send me some kin. We can share some value together inside of the game uh, world. And this is uh, uh, what we see beginning to emerge as the main use case. I think that game selling content uh, for uh, a virtual currency something that uh, became very, very common. I think that a cryptocurrency like him allows a completely new set of experiences to emerge. Um, we def- uh, Yeah, definitely cryptocurrencies are changing, changing the ways that game games are played and games can uh, can hold value for you. It's just, uh, we are very excited for that, for that aspect. Uh, have you been, have you been finding that of the uses of the use case that's been happening, has gaming been like the top, or what? Ha- what has Kin mostly been used for in the in the system? So um, it, it, it's a great question, uh, and it's one of the key uh, like uh, understandings. Um, Kin is an open ecosystem, right? So any developer can uh, go uh, to kin.org and download the SDKs, look at the code, uh, download the the tools and modules, look at the case studies, and integrate Kin into a new app, a new game, or an existing one. Um, And I think this is a major difference between something like Kin and maybe uh, something like Libra, Uh, but we'll we'll probably talk more about Libra in a few minutes. Uh, And and what we saw is um, different use cases emerging. So uh, games... um, are part of it, but um, social networks are very important as well. Uh, platforms that enable user-generated content, uh, like Madelibs, are great examples. Um, uh, use cases that allow interaction between users uh, are uh, very, very strong and relevant. When, when I look at some of the examples, let, let me give you a few examples. Yeah. Right? So, uh, Kiko was the first one, uh, and um, they were like pioneering the integration of Kin. One of the strongest and most interesting use cases is uh, Kik has uh, chat groups, right? So we can share a group around uh, a common uh, hobby. Let's take Game of Thrones, for example. Okay. So you can start a group around Game of Thrones. You'll be the uh, moderator or admin, and you upload some analysis of the last episode, right? I uh, I don't want any spoilers, but you, you created uh, some content around analyzing that. All the participate, participators in that group can send you something as a thank you uh, for your contribution. And uh, a few hours later, I can contribute something and be awarded with uh, Kin. So this is uh, super interesting. In Perfect 365, it's a network around looks and filters and makeup. Right, so you can create a look and makeup, and I can send you some team for your contribution. And I think those are the uh, like interesting use cases that we see emerge in games. We see challenges and competitions that use skin uh, as a way to uh, share value between users. So we can compete on a challenge, and the winner will um, get skin that uh, was. Uh, like put into the challenge by the other players that uh, participate. So we see different use cases uh, begin to emerge. The main ones are those micro value transactions between different users uh, that share experiences. Nice. I, I, if I could make a recommendation, uh, American football is about to start up and me and my friends are doing fantasy football and it's just a pain in the butt to get each other the money. So if you guys get a, could get on a fantasy football application that would be really helpful for me thank you so much um so, so that's that, that, that's amazing and again i think this is the um the power of something like crypto right like the value goes directly there's no like third party taking a cut um mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's way more fair than what we see now like think about youtube today right like most of the videos are created by creators Google is generating endless amounts of revenues by showing ads on top of those videos, and the creators are begging for donations. Can you go on Patreon and donate? Can you donate on PayPal? Can you support this channel? Can you help me because I want to do this as a bigger part of my life? And uh, it's one indication to how broken value today in the online world. Yeah. I'm... And the goal with Kin is to change that. Yeah, one of the reasons why we... we... 
talked about Ken even even at all on the show was the fact that there were a lot of projects out there making a lot of promises, some similar to what Ken is uh, what Ken has promised, and some mm-hmm. that were that were, that were different. But Ken was unique in that you could use it. It was a thing. It was a thing that was actually being done now. And that's why we really wanted to yes. focus on it. Uh, because one of the things that I don't like is hopes and promises, especially in a space where I'm supposed to invest money on a hope and a promise. When there's a, the difference now is it's not a hope and a promise. You can see it. You can use it. And that's a big, that's a big issue for me personally. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the numbers are uh, mind blowing. Uh, then if you go uh, on uh, block activity and you look at all the projects, all the blockchains, and uh, uh, the transactions, Kin is number three today. Uh, there are many days that we see more transactions with Kin than uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum have uh, combined. But when you look at this list and you actually ask, wait, but what are those transactions? Like, who is actually using that currency? Most of them are only speculation, right? Like users buying, selling, uh, holding uh, with this hope that someday it will be uh, worth a lot, right? Like privacy tokens mm-hmm. are a hype today and people would buy privacy tokens, not because they're using them, but because they believe that there is like some future value. King is so different. Like when you look at the transactions on King today, the usage is actual people inside of real apps mobile apps, sending KIN, using KIN, spending KIN, right? It's one of the key uh, things we're so proud of is that we see today more than 600,000 monthly active spenders. So spenders are real people, real users inside of real apps that are sending KIN, using KIN to uh, send value, get something uh, in return. And uh, it's so different than anything else out there. It's not about the price or speculation or some future uh, promise it's working today and it, it makes him so unique uh, and i think that the fact that king was started by tick made it uh very very different from the beginning because it started on mobile in a real like mainstream consumer uh, platform and the developers that are joining are only gl- growing that uh, network and that uh, use case and I-, I don't think the world understand uh today like how big the difference is between uh, Keen and anything else out there today. Well, you guys are definitely some of the first uh, to to execute a few of the ideas that the blockchain had been designed for. That's for sure. And with that said, being some of the first, you guys also have to go through a lot of growing pains. Now, this has nothing to do with Kin. This has everything to do with Kick. But Kick is going through an SEC kind of battle right now. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know what... I know that there I know a few of the details but um I wanted to know what is the hopeful outcome like what are you guys hoping to to get, what kind of information are you hoping to get out uh, uh from the SEC once this is all said and done So I, I really believe that the uh, process with the SEC is super important and is uh, needed uh, for this industry. I think that the uncertainty around regulation uh, is slowing down innovation, is hurting uh, progress, uh, and having more clarity will benefit uh, the industry. Uh, I think that um, what is very, very clear is that uh, the SEC is addressing specifically uh, the fundraising uh, section. It's not around the Keen as a token or the network or developers integrated Keen. It's literally around the initial uh, uh, fundraising uh, through uh, the token. And uh, what we saw is that uh, during the peak of the uh, like ICO time, there were so many things that uh, needed regulation, so many projects that uh, were literally, literally hurting uh, people and uh we thought that the SEC's work is super important uh, in identifying those uh, bad projects and then uh, identifying projects that promised a lot but built very, very little and no one is using uh, the token. We always believe that Kin is different because of actual usage from day one, right? Like yeah. immediately uh, kick users. Um, and this back and forth with the SEC where... Um, Keen is actually being used today by 
millions of users across uh, many different apps uh, is something that makes Skin uh, unique. And it kept going back to, um, we don't understand that uh, Kin is uh, uh, like the original fundraising maybe uh, looks like a security and no matter how much uh, information we provide directly to the SEC, it wasn't progressing. And um, for us, it was a, a welcome result to take the conversation and have it in public so that uh, everyone can see the relevant questions, the answers, uh, the difference between different tokens, and this is going to make the industry stronger and drive innovation forward. I think this is one of the reasons that uh, the Defend Crypto uh, uh, movement uh, that um, is actually supporting this uh, SEC uh, uh, process uh, is also very, very important. It's not run by Kit, it's run uh, by uh, another company at all, um, and I, I think that the same is true around Libra, like seeing the hearings and the questions, like having the conversation in public eventually will drive uh, mainstream awareness, will raise important questions, and, and we really believe that this process is super, super important. I uh, I definitely agree. I hope that there are some sort of answers that come out of it. So I guess basically what it comes down to is SEC is 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 trying to determine whether or not or trying to clarify if kin is a security or not. And then this will probably lead to other cryptos being categorized as securities or not, depending on what comes out, comes out with you guys. Um, which, um, which is definitely the, uh, hopefully, I mean, everybody's using it as, as a currency and things like that. So it's just, um, I think you guys are doing a good fight and trying to clarify things and, and, educate the sec hopefully <laughs> yeah so to speak or at least yeah yeah I, I believe that like if people didn't see the public reply uh that was published a couple of weeks ago uh they should there is a very very easy way to find uh a detailed like uh, annotation of the long reply uh, probably on twitter and, and i think it's very very interesting and eye-opening uh both um uh specifically around uh Keen, but also the process with the SEC, and I, I really advise uh, uh, listeners to uh, go and read at least the main sections of the uh, kick answer uh, to the SEC. Uh, and you also, and you mentioned Libra. Now, obviously, Libra is making a lot of waves right now, just because you know it's the it's a it's a I guess awakening giant, so to speak. Um, but compared to you guys, what what is what are you seeing as some of the differences between you and Libra? And if does anything that they, any outcome with the SEC with them affect the, uh, any outcome with, with what's going to happen with anybody else or, or are you guys on separate boats? So uh, Libra is very, very positive and very important for the industry. I think Libra and Facebook provide a validation uh, for the size of the opportunity, for the size of the disrupt, disrupt for the potential uh, that this technology has, uh, and in raising uh, the questions and conversation. Right? I, I think this is uh, super, super positive. Um, the potential education uh, of using, holding a cryptocurrency uh, through Libra can be super positive. Um, there are many, many differences uh, between Kin and Libra. I'll mention a few. So uh, the first one, obviously, Libra is uh, focused uh, on the physical world, right? Like the remittance use case. So someone from the Philippines uh, working in one country needing to send their salary uh, to their family in another country. And obviously, it's a very, very important use case. There are solutions today that are not optimal, but when you think about it, Sending your paycheck to another company using a cryptocurrency has many, many challenges and, and can be super, super risky uh, in many ways. And in that remark uh, can be very hard uh, to uh, achieve. I, I think that Kin is focused on the online world and in those micro, small user-to-user -user value exchanges. And in that remark, Kin is very, very different from Libra. Another uh, important difference is obviously um, Libra has 
few giant companies investing $10 million to join this network, to be part of it. Uh, and it's a cross network. Uh, obviously, eventually we'll generate value for Facebook and those uh, companies. Kim is an open uh, platform. Anyone can join, build. Uh, there's no like uh, uh, payment to anyone. Uh, the blockchain itself is run by uh, the developers. Uh, and this is another uh, major difference. So I think that the focus on online, the decentralization, uh, the open platform, the online use case uh, are very, very different uh, between Keen and Libra. But all in all, Libra is a very powerful uh, validation uh, for the size of the opportunity, for the size of this like new economic uh, networks that uh, will emerge eventually. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as much as I dislike who's behind Libra, the fact that it's being talked about and, and worked on is, is a great thing. But um, I, what I love completely, what I love that Kin is doing by comparison is the fact that you are opening it up and having it uh, be more dis- uh, absolutely more decentralized than than the very very centralized Libra, um, which is just insanity to me. It's, I don't know Libra to me is almost the opposite of what we intended on with blockchain technology, but it also is a use case for blockchain blockchain technology. It's kind of one of those double edged swords. Um, yeah, also the history is very, very um, like problematic. When you go back in time and like you remember uh, Facebook like buying WhatsApp and Instagram and uh, publicly saying there's no way we'll ever combine those networks and use the same infrastructure and share data between all those like different uh, platforms. And by some miracle way, they found uh, the technological path forward and combined uh, all the user data and information. And today, we see a similar statement. Uh, Facebook will not combine the social data to the financial data on Libra. But what's going to stop them uh, at some point to uh, say, hey, we found a way it creates tremendous value for everyone, and we, 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 we did it again. Um, I think this is very, very concerning uh, to anyone looking at Libra. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they they will always find a way. Uh, um, now, yeah. Now, yeah. when now focusing back to Kin, because um, again, I just love the fact that you guys have been in the game for 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 a while now with proof with with everything that you guys are. Uh, with with you know use case and and I can go out there and, and play with it right now. What is the next big hurdle that you yeah, guys are download oh, actual yeah. apps in your skin? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. What is the next big hurdle that you guys are trying to focus on or or or, or overcome? So definitely, uh, scale is a very very unique challenge uh, for Kin. Um, and if we go back to the beginning. Uh, Kin was launched uh, on top of Ethereum. Um, and what we found out because of actual usage is that Ethereum can't sustain uh, more than 5,000 users transacting with Kin at the same time. Both transaction times and fees uh, became uh, impossible. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't possible to scale and, and definitely not uh, to the size that we see uh, today, right? Millions of users with wallets uh, using Keen, transacting with Keen in those like micro, quick value exchanges. And we had to move, we had to move. So we, we worked on top of Stellar as the next step um, and it allowed us another jump in actual usage. But Stellar being an amazing blockchain, a great uh, project, um, is focused also on remittance, on the physical world, on sending money between different countries and doing that in a more efficient way. Uh, and it wasn't um, specific enough for this online user-to-user micro-value changes across many different steps. Uh, so we had to fork. We had to fork Stellar, and today we're working on um, our own Kin blockchain, which is obviously open and um getting more and more decentralized as time moves, but scale is a real-world challenge that we're facing. We see millions of users joining and transacting with Kin, 
And this is something that other blockchains or other networks are um, only simulating or only um, trying to solve in theory. We have this uh, in reality. Uh, we had to migrate keen uh, holders, keen users uh, from uh, the Stellar-based uh, blockchain to uh, the Kin blockchain. So that was a real-world challenge as well. Um, scale. Scale is, is uh, an ongoing challenge and supporting hundreds or thousands of uh, applications and hundreds of millions and billions of users uh, is on the bleeding edge of technology. And this is one of the uh, key areas we focus on. So uh, this is one thing. The other one is the user experience, right? So keen users are not crypto investors or speculators. They are regular users that are using games, monkey me, swelly, kick, and other apps and um, helping them use skin in a simple and uh, easy way uh, is a super, super challenge. And we're continually uh, learning and simplifying what does it mean to have Kin? How much Kin do I have? Where can I go to use it? What other apps are there? How do I move Kin between different apps? And those are ongoing uh, challenges that uh, we focus on. And obviously, how can we make it easier for uh, other developers to join, integrate Kin, have the right documentation, the right tools, SDK? So those are the main areas. Uh, we're focusing on and continually making progress. Well, thank you so much uh, once again. Um, guys, definitely go out, kin.org, check a, take a look and, and, and see what he was talking about and everything. And, and we'll have more stuff in the show notes as well. Um, and if you guys have any more news in the future, please feel free to to give us a shout out. We'd love to have you guys back on when things uh, change and when you have more developments and we have when you have more things uh, happening for you guys as well. Thank you, Daniel. It was a real, real pleasure. I think this is only the beginning. I think that uh, the growth we see is only accelerating, right? And it becomes easier to integrate in not only on Android, iOS, uh, Unity, but also uh, gradually other platforms uh, will go live as well. And I think it's so different from anything else out there uh, today, actual usage, actual apps. Uh, so it's it has been a pleasure uh, to be able to share that uh, with you all this Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you.